Hello and welcome to 3FM Meets, where every week we dive into captivating conversations with fascinating personalities from the worlds of arts and entertainment. This week we're chatting to Jamie Lang. Jamie Lang first burst onto our screens back in 2011 on the reality show Made in Chelsea, and it wasn't long before he'd established himself as a firm fan favourite. Since leaving the show, he's found a wider audience through his numerous podcasts and varied TV appearances. But all that is merely a sideline. Jamie's day job is CEO of the confectionery company Candy Kittens, a 100% vegan sweet which is now sold globally. It's about that which Jamie's chatting to us today. He's currently on a campaign to make people more aware what nasties large corporations are putting in their sweets. It's worth mentioning we spoke around the end of October as Jamie was gearing up for the busiest time of year in the sweetie game, Hoptune or Halloween if you're not from the Isle of Man. The thing with the confectionery industry is that the big corporations are being incredibly vague about stuff. When I sort of say vague, what I mean is that if you actually spend 10 to 15 seconds looking at the packaging, you'll turn around and it will see that most of the sweets out there say that they contain gelatin. And when we say gelatin, it's meaning animal gelatin, so boiled skin, tendons, ligaments, bones from pigs and cows. Um, and with candy kittens, what we've done for the past 11 and a half years is try and make the best sweet possible. So a sweet that has no nasties in it. So we are a plant-powered recipe. So we're vegan. We're no palm oil. We're no artificial flavors. We taste better than any sweet out there, in my opinion. And we've removed all of that. And we're a B Corp, which is basically people, planet, and profit are all the same value. Um, and so what we're trying to do is encourage consumers to firstly be a bit more conscious of what you're eating, especially leading up to Halloween, but also telling the corporations to freaking change. Why are they not making a change? I don't get it. Stop putting animals in there and stop being vague. So since you started uh, Candy Kittens over 11 years ago, more people than ever are conscious of what they're putting in their bodies, what they're eating, diets, all that kind of thing. Have you seen that translate to sweets yet? Yeah, well, I, I think the problem with this, okay, when you walk down a meat aisle, right, you you know that you're picking up a sausage or a hamburger or a bacon. And then when you have your sort of vegan options there, you can pick your vegan options and you know it's very clear, right? The problem with the sweets category is that it's playful, it's fun, it's kind of these fun characters. So people just think, ah, you know what, we can just keep kind of doing what we're doing and no one's really going to care and whatever. But actually it's the same kind of thing is that um, there needs to be a shift People need to be um, kind of more open to understanding. 11% of people actually read ingredients. So I think most people who are consuming sweets and candy, especially leading up to Halloween, they don't even know that they're eating meat or animals within them. Now, listen, I, I, if, you, if you're vegan, great. If you're not vegan, great. It doesn't matter to me whatsoever. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, be more conscious of what you're eating. If you can eat something that ha- doesn't have nasties in it, why wouldn't you do that? And that's what Candy Kins is. So with more people uh, moving over to that vegan lifestyle, have you seen that reflected in profits? I think I think for us, it's always been a bit of an uphill battle because because the sweets industry is really archaic in lots of ways. Lots of these companies are 150 years old, right? So they just haven't changed for, you know, like a century. And they don't really want to change, right? Because what they do is what they do and they have control over the market. And so when you get a innovative, like young buck coming into this, this world, firstly, they think this is never going to work. That's what everyone thinks. They, just, these guys don't have a chance because it's really hard. In FMCG, which is fast moving consumer goods, which is what we're in, it's really, really difficult to, to make it work. Margins are tight and volumes have to be big. Um, and so now that we are still here, 
11 hours and still banging the door and still saying, hey, why are you not, why are you still putting these things in your, your suites? I think now, and especially after doing all these chats today, I think after this, hopefully the big corporations are going to go, okay, maybe we have to now start thinking about it. I honestly think it's like, and this is kind of a wild um, kind of sort of comparison, but it, you know, with the smoking industry, when it was just like put everywhere and no one really cared, not saying it's insane, but it's just like, they just had lots of money and they did what they wanted to do. And within the confectionery section is the same thing. There just hasn't been any any competition coming up the ranks. And now we're here. I think, yes, people are finally going to start making a change. But at the beginning, no one was listening to us. And actually, people almost laughed at us that we wanted to make a vegan sweet. So despite its popularity, you know, by your own admission, it's still a, a sweet on the fringes, if you like. Uh, how long before or, or is it possible that we'll see Candy Kittens become people's sort of go-to sweet? Oh my, I, do you know what? I, I don't know. I couldn't put a time limit on it. I think it, it's that cheesy saying, which is, you know, when you're at sports day and you look at the other kids running in the race, the kids that lose the race are the ones that are looking left and right, seeing what other people are doing. For the ones that look straight ahead, stay in the lane are the ones that normally win. And for us, we're just staying in our lane. We know what we stand for. We know what is good and what is right and what is wrong. We know what we're trying to create here. And what we want is the other confectionery now to start looking at us. We're not looking at what they're doing. We've never followed logic. We've never copied them. We've always gone with our gut instincts. So I couldn't put a timeline on it, but I can all I can say is that people are starting to take notice now. And hopefully, especially after today, more people will start taking notice. So within the, the 11 years that you've been uh, running Candy Kittens, you've become a very successful podcaster uh, with, with, I think, is it three podcasts on the go at the moment? And you popping up on, on numerous different podcasts as a guest. Uh, have you seen that... Uh, prove a really effective sort of PR marketing tool to push your sweets out to a, to a wider audience? Ben, it's a great question. I, I think it, it, it's a blessing and a curse, right? I did a reality television show for many years and you either like it or you loathe it, right? That's the idea behind it. So when you start a company off the back of being on a show, which, you know, we started at the very beginning, the reason why I did the show was because I wanted to market my sweet company. But um, when you take that to retailers, and you take it to other people, they just sort of go, okay, well, this has no longevity. No one's really gonna, you know, come on, this is just a flash in the pan. So it took a few years to really persuade individuals that actually we were serious about this. Um, so I was first thing, on the flip side, yes, you do, We, you, I had a platform. And having a platform is hugely beneficial because you have the ability to market and um, put your name out there. So I would definitely say it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. But hopefully now we've got to the place where people go, okay, Candy Killings is a thing. It has longevity. We stand for something great, which is uh, leaving the planet in a better place and making a sweet, which is just the best sweet out there. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. Okay, so we're speaking today at the end of October, uh, the day before Halloween. So Big, big time for you in the confectionery world. Big spike in sales, I imagine. Uh, this will be going out closer to Christmas, so you'll see a spike in the sales between now and the festive period. But also you can use this as your opportunity to pitch candy kittens to the listeners of this podcast. Yeah, so so in the UK, I mean, it's set to spend about a total of £777 million on Hall Halloween this year, right? Which is just crazy and also i think the statistic is 67 percent of brits are unaware that they'll be picking up um sweets that actually will trick you right so uh, this halloween there's definitely going to be more people spending money on sweets um and look we're living in a cost of uh living crisis which i totally understand and 
but it's 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 time to celebrate and have fun, and that's always around candy, which is great. But I just encourage everyone who is going out to buy candy for their loved ones, for their family, whatever it may be, to look at the ingredients and have a look. And if it says gelatine on the back, that definitely means that it has animal gelatine within it. And the taste of our sweets is better, in my opinion, than the other sweets. So why wouldn't you go for the one that doesn't have all of this nasties in it? Um, so be more conscious and go and grab our sweets. Thank you so much to Jamie for his time. I look forward to having a planned catch-up chat where we're going to focus on the other aspects of his career. We'll be back again next Tuesday with another special guest. We look forward to seeing you then. Goodbye.